I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. To Canto Byte Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany, and joining me today and always is my friend Emily Lind. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. Um, today we are recording this episode for the second time. Uh, that's why we didn't have an episode out uh, last week is because my audio is really fucked up and unsalvageable, at least unsalvageable for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to record it again and I guess mostly try to remember what we said last week. It'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be a good time. I mean, there's not a lot of Star Wars news right now, but it's still fun to, you know, catch up on the other news. Like, you know, like the movies we're watching and the the Muppets we're seeing and uh, the amount of porgs that I have sitting on my table right now. Okay. How many porgs do you have sitting on your table right now? I have 15 on the table, but three are shipping. Oh, my God, sweetie. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's... That's too many porgs. It's not enough porgs. Like, on Friday before I left to go to L.A., which I'll talk about that later, um, my room was, like, messy as fuck. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to clean up my room. And I put all the porgs on my table and my father. And I just took a little nice picture and I put it on a, on the old Twitter. And it uh, kind of blew up. <laughs> I was like kind of surprised like a lot of people were like retweeting it and liking it and I was like okay thanks like and then I got really excited and bought three more porgs because someone had told me I think it was Aaron from OkCupid said that there was a new porg and it looks like this like it looks like a tootsie roll or reminds me of a one it's like a porg little roll thing and it's supposed to be like kind of big and it was like 30 bucks and I'm like you know what I've I know that porgs sell out because, like, there's this one specific porg from Funko that I really wanted that apparently is sold out. But the only place that I see it is on eBay, and the seller is away still. 
But yeah, uh, I got a Porg backpack too. And I got um, just like another Porg. Kind of looks like the Toys R Us one. I, I'm not sure exactly if it's the same exact Porg or if it's like a different variant of that Porg. But if it's the same Porg, I'll just like, I'll give it to someone. Or um, My little cousin really likes Porgs. But he uh, wanted the one that looked like Porg to Fett. No, not Porg to Fett. Uh, Mon Mothma which is the one that looks like Dave Filoni, like the big Target one. Because uh, during Christmas, I showed him a picture of my porgs and he pointed at, at her and he's like, can I have that one? <laughs> and I'm like, um, no. <laughs> but yeah, uh, my pork collection is strong and it's becoming hard to name all these porgs because I have so many. But yeah. I mean, there is another one that's going to be coming your way soon because I, I found a pork keychain when I was at Forbidden Planet this weekend. So I got Aww. that and want to send to you. It's pretty cute. That's so nice of you. And I also picked up a couple of the little uh, Funko uh, blind box Star Wars toys. Oh, wow. I got one of the regular ones and one of the Last Jedi ones. And um, the Last Jedi one I got turned out to be Finn in the Imperial garb, which works out pretty well because the other one I have that I bought, the only other one that I bought so far was uh, actually uh, Rose in her Imperial garb. And then the other one that I opened was uh, the Snaggletooth guy. So now I have those sitting around because I'm a sucker for little trinkety shit. That's mostly what I have. I have really like I have a couple of really high end, you know, $250 hot toy Star Wars things. And then I have $6 plastic garbage Star Wars things. It's like me, but with porgs. I think my favorite thing about your collection is that Mendo doll that you have. <gasps> oh, the one that I I com- like I commissioned off Etsy. Yeah. I don't know if I've talked about this on on the show before, but yeah, back and actually I I actually ordered it before the movie came out, which was a little bit dangerous, but. I, I went on Etsy and I saw some people who were doing like cute sort of felt Star Wars characters and I messaged her and asked if she could do Krennic and it's adorable and he's got button eyes and he's all in felt and he's got a little felt cape and I love him very much. That's funny. Like I don't even know if I've heard that full story because I remember listening to um struthers wars which is it's a patreon show talking about you know S- eric struthers talking to people about uh steel wars eric struthers from bad motivators podcast and someone had talked about one of the call-in shows and I remember it was steel said something like oh emily just got a mendo doll off of etsy <laughs> i was like what <laughs> oh yeah because i i was on i must have i must have tweeted it out like right the day it came because I was very excited about it. Oh my god. I I can't imagine how excited you were for that Mendo. But that thing's like big. Um it's not it's not huge. It's um No, I'd say it's actually I mean it's about like I mean it's maybe about a foot all tall. 
That's a pretty good size, though. Like, I'm, I'm looking at my, yeah. I'm looking at my porgs, and like, they're some of them are about a foot tall. So I'm like estimating the size. Like, it is exactly 1.3 in porg height. <laughs> yeah. If you if you remind me, I'll when this episode goes up, I'll put up a picture of it. Yeah, that'll be fun. That will be fun. Because I literally, I think I have every every Mendo that they made, I think. Including some that I had to order, like, from Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah, because um, Hot Toys, you know, everybody knows, like, the, the super realistic Hot Toys figures that they do. But they also do something called, I think they're called Cos Babies. And they're sort of little, like almost sort of like cartoony or anime looking they're they're slightly smaller than pops and they have they they're it's not it's like a not quite so huge head like pops has and they did one of a set that was krennic and death trooper and as far as i know they never came out over here or at least i could never find them over here Ended up ordering them off of eBay. Yeah, I'm having that, you know, similar thing with, you know, finding porgs because there's like two or three of them that aren't available in the US. And I've been, you know, frantically searching for them for a long time. But yeah, like they don't release here, which is interesting. But I mean, that's cool that they have like their own little, you know, across the seas or across you know like not in the united states like their own variants of like porgs or mendo so i think that's like really cool but damn i want those you know like you see that and you're like i need it but like you got it so like lucky <laughs> yeah i like i did wait a while to pull the trigger on that one because i'm like maybe it'll come out here and then i won't have to pay yeah. like quite so much money but it just wasn't coming and i'm like well i gotta get it now because otherwise i might not be able to get it anymore Ugh. It's hard, too, because, like, you know, I buy my porgs using, like, websites or places such as, you know, like the Disney store and, you know, e- not eBay yet. Uh, mostly a lot of uh, Amazon uh, Think Geek. I just uh, got three porgs from there. And it's like the porgs that I want, a lot of them are from, like, weird, those, like, kind of like the AliExpress website or like websites I don't know if I should 100% trust. So I'm having to do like research on those. Yeah. But, you know, then again, like I need to remember that I'm 22 years old and I need to not focus on stuffed animals. But, you know. <laughs> well, I would say the only, thing, the only thing to really do like when you're on eBay is just make sure you're, you're looking at people at sellers' reviews. Oh, yeah, I do that. And – I mean, mostly what I always do is I don't buy from people who only have, like, three reviews ever. Even if they're yeah. all good, if they only have a handful of them, I, and, like, I'm just not going to risk it. I also look at, like, their profile and look at their reviews from, like, other items, too. Like, if they sell, like, more than, like, a couple items or – it's hard because – Looking for things on eBay, like I used to sometimes buy a lot of makeup products off of eBay because I'm cheap, but I would look at, you know, other, you know, items that they had, or I would look at, you know, like reviews 
Or I hate when people like write reviews but don't say anything. And it's like, I need you to say something. I need to say if this is a real product. Because, you know, with makeup, you could buy actual products or they have like the dupes that are like not exactly the product, like the, you know, the knockoff. So it's like really hard sometimes. Like I have to, you know, like do like my research. But I was lucky sometimes, unlucky some, but then I'm like, I need to stop being cheap and buy real makeup because I am an adult and I make actual money and I need to stop being cheap. But yeah, uh, the, the Porg shopping segment and the Mendo shopping segment. <laughs> oh, I did order the um, the Loungefly Ewok mini backpack. Oh, yeah. Which I haven't gotten yet because box launch is slow as shit with their shipping. Well, actually, it's not even that they're slow as hell. It's that I'm so, I've gotten so spoiled by Amazon Prime that when anything takes longer than two days, I'm like, this is the slowest thing ever. How does it take so long? And then I forget that everything used to take this long. I know. I'm so sad because I had to cancel my Amazon Prime membership because I had the the free student one. And what they do with that is that they have you free for six months or for six months. And then they just charge you like $50 automatically. And apparently like $50, like that's for like the whole 12 months. But I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do a lot of Amazon shopping, like a lot. Like I think like I needed it during like Christmas time and the holidays mm-hmm. to get everyone everything. But um, I know that my parents have Amazon uh, Prime memberships. I know that you can like add family members on there too. So I might just do that. But it was like, I I don't think I need to be spending any more money right now. Because I was either like right before or after my, my pork purchase. And I, you know, just got back from LA too. So I've been spending a lot of money. But yeah, I, uh, last night I went to uh, Steel Saunders' live show at the Scum and Villainy Bar in Hollywood. And oh my God. Good times? That was fun. It was it was such a good time. It's really funny because like I still get like a little nervous before going to these things because I don't know, just like, you know, seeing everyone and just like meeting new people and like a, an environment like that. I'm like, I get like kind of nervous. So it's really like awesome that, you know, I got to see a lot of people meet everyone. Like I met like the Sith List guys Bulles and uh, Raj. I met uh, Blake Portato. I walked in. He's like, Brittany, what do you want to drink? <laughs> and then he got me I a drink. Like and like mid-show. Ah, me too. He's so nice. It was so funny. Like mid-show, I, I was watching the show. I was sitting by a Sith list guys, my brother and um, uh, Justin and, and Rashad from Will Communication. And uh, Blake runs over with a shot and he's like, here, my friend won this. Here you go. And then it's like a shot of whiskey. And I was like, OK. <laughs> but no, it was so funny. I met Ash, the poor queen. We took some pictures with my porgs and it was really funny. I was like standing somewhere and she's like, pretty. And I look over and she's like, hi. And I was like, oh, OK, hi. And then I talked with Amanda. She got me this like really cute uh, porg. What was it? It was a it was a pork something. It was really cute. It was a it was a I can't think of the word. I can't think of the word. Uh, it was a patch. Yeah, it was oh, a pork cool. patch. And it was really cute. She like I was talking with her and she's like, here, I saw this and thought of you. I talked to her a lot. I talked to, you know, some guys from out this podcasting. And most importantly, the birthday boy, Steel, his birthday is on Monday. But God, like 
everyone in this community is just so great. And it's so awesome getting to see everyone now and then, you know, especially like with Steel, like he organizes these events and he's just wonderful. His wife, Jackie, is wonderful. She's I was talking to her sweet. for a little bit, talking about she did she did a Patreon show uh, talking about Last Jedi with her friend and they were both like eating pizza and were like kind of drunk. And I was like telling her, I'm like, I really enjoy this because it's something that, you know, like I – yeah, that's how I talk to my girlfriends, you know, talking about something and like being kind of drunk. And like, I really enjoyed like how she felt about the movie. And she was talking about, you know, like how she got to the movie, like the things that she did that day. And it was just like really cool, you know, listening to that. But oh, my God. It was a lot of fun. Everyone's so great. It was so funny that, you know, Rusty was there because Rusty has never been in a bar before. And he's like, Brittany, why is it so loud in here? <laughs> And I'm like, Rusty, Rusty, it's a bar. And he was so surprised because uh, he was um, ordering sodas at the bar and he was trying to t- he was trying to like pay for the sodas. And the guy's like, dude, it's soda. You don't have to pay. And Rusty was like, I don't have to pay for soda. This oh, is the coolest thing ever. And he's like, why am I not getting carded? ordering soda. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, man. It was great. I I love these little things. I'm so excited um, for you to go because um, Steele and I took a picture and he had his other arm out so that you could get like on his other side. So someone's going to Photoshop like us together. <laughs> so Steele is going to be in a Canto Bite Dispatch sen- or sandwich. And I was talking to him, too, because he's like, Brittany this is going to sound funny, but it's like, I get exchange and dispatch confused all the time. And I'm like, Steel, no, it's okay. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Steel consistently fucks up the name of our podcast. Now, I will say this. I mean, bless him for mentioning it at all. Like, he he mentions it on, on the Colin shows when we call in, but also just, like, when he's when he's talking to other people. Like, he mentioned it on the last one, just when he was recommending some, you know, some female glad podcast to somebody who had called in. And so that's very sweet. And so occasionally he messes up the name, but mostly I just like to give seal shit. And so when he, when he screws up the name of the podcast, that's mostly like why I yell at him is just to make fun of him. And he knows this because he gives me shit too, because all right. So he did a call in show Friday night. And whenever he does a call-in show, he he puts on on his Patreon feed, you know, oh, if you're going to call in and you're put in your first couple of digits of your phone number because he likes to, to get the Patreon calls, like, priority. And I mentioned, oh, I'll be at a movie, but I think the show's late enough that I can try to call in. And he, he leaves a note on that being like, call in, exclamation mark. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll definitely try then. I'll make an extra effort. So then I'm listening to the show, and he mentions us, but he's like, oh, that Emily, except that Emily Lind has an attitude problem. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, did he really <laughs> encourage me to call into the show just so he can give me shit? <laughs> so then I did call in, and he continued to give me more shit, but that's okay, because it's Steel, and that's why I love him. <laughs> 
love Steele so much. Just like talking to him is just like so great. Like I was, you know, asking him, you know, about Christmas and he's telling me like about like how this was like his first like Christmas here and everything and like first away from family and just like he's such a nice guy and I love giving him shit. I think it's funny that he keeps getting the name of our podcast wrong, even though like it's so like, again, it's so nice that he's like mentioning it on his call in show and, you know, on Twitter and and everything like that's so nice. No, I'm definitely giving him shit about it on the show at that rate. Um, yeah, if you're in the New York area, this is, let's see, this will be coming out Friday, fingers crossed. So tomorrow in Brooklyn at Union Hall, there is a live show and it's going to be awesome. Um, it is, uh, I forget the woman from Marvel, Heather, I don't know her last name. But she's going to be one of the guests, and the other guest is Ronnie, Tra- Ronnie Chang, who is a correspondent on The Daily Show, and it's just fucking hilarious, and he always yells at Steel, which makes me happy. And also, like, Johnny Grasso will be there hanging out. Um, also from Rogue One, a podcast for winners, uh, I think Mike is coming, and... Uh, our friend Colleen, who you may have heard on Will Communication or on our own podcast, Amateur Pod. And there's going to be a bunch of us hanging out, and it's going to be good times. And I just like hanging out with my Star Wars friends, you know? I love it. The Star Wars friends are the best friends you can ever have. I love it. I'm so excited for you because that show is going to be so much fun and everyone's going to be so great. And God, are you guys still getting a lot of snow in New York? Um, no, not right now. I think it's supposed to snow like like we're supposed to get a little on Wednesday, but nothing too bad. Mm. That's good. Most of this stuff here is melted. I know like Boston got hit really hard, but we've been okay. Oh man, yeah, it's been really hot here. But we got rain last week, and there were a bunch of um, unfortunate um, mudslides. Oh, yeah, I saw that it was horrible I know, in the LA or Burbank area. Or I forget where exactly near like the 101 here. I think I should know. But God, my thoughts are with everyone, you know, dealing with that or, you know, like that's awful, you know, especially since like we had all these like fires here and now mudslides like when will it end? <laughs> you know, like, but I hope everyone's safe now. <sighs> but um, yeah. We don't have a lot of news today. I remember last show, we were talking about how uh, Ewan McGregor had shown up to the Golden Globes in a beard. And everyone's like, oh, my God, he's going to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi film. And I kind of was, too, because like I was talking about how his beard kind of looked like the Star Wars beard. But then I realized that that's just a beard. You can't, you, what, however you maintain the beard doesn't matter. But I think it was just me being weirdly hopeful, even though I know that. Well, probably also the movies, movie. even if they were doing a movie, it wouldn't be starting tomorrow. Exactly. And so, I mean, he, you know, he said he's, he's, you know, he wants to do it, but he said that before. I, I still feel like an Obi-Wan movie is maybe sort of inevitable, but I also think they're probably waiting to see how that Han Solo movie does. Yeah. I 
I'm still really excited for Solo. Like, I don't know. Like, I I know that with all the fiasco shit that happened with, like, Lorna Miller, then, like, Ron Howard taking over. Like, I don't know. Like, I have, like, high hopes for this. Like, I know that there are a lot of people that think this movie is going to be, like, really bad. But I don't know. Like, I hate saying that it's, like, Star Wars. I know I'm probably going to enjoy it. But it's, like, I know that I have issues with some things, like, in Star Wars, you know, with plot or, like, characters. But I'm just, like, really excited that we get another, like, Star Wars movie. Like, near my birthday, but, you know, again, we're so spoiled that we're not getting another Star Wars until uh, December 2019. So we have to wait a year and a half. But, I mean, that's awesome. You know, so much Star Wars so soon. Like, we're going to, you know, even possibly get a trailer soon and all that. I can't even imagine how crazy that's going to get when we get a trailer for Solo. I, at this point, like, I really need a trailer. Yeah. Because I need to know, I need to know what this movie is supposed to feel like, at least. Because I'm having a hard time, like, with that. Because I don't know what this movie is. And so I just need a trailer. I need a trailer to tell me what this movie is. Yeah, it's funny because... I always, you know, I want trailers, too, to tell me, like, how a movie is going to be. But then, like, you know, something like The Last Jedi, like, the trailer for me was, like, totally in a good way. Like, different than, like, how the movie was. But still, like, it excited me. Like, that first trailer, I wasn't exactly sure how I felt about the movie. But that, the most recent trailer, the one that came out in October... That one where I was like, I'm in. Like, I'm fully in The Last Jedi. But then, like, you know, Luke, when he said, this is not going to go the way you think. Like, literally, the movie was, you know, that was literally it. Like, Mark Hamill and all the interviews. And he had the hashtag on Twitter, not the way you think or whatever. But, man, I'm just so hyped for a trailer. So, Yeah, I mean, I think especially because this is, you know, one of the standalone movies. I mean, like, Last Jedi, yeah, it, it turned out to to be like it's really own movie but i sort of like it it's still like oh it's a star wars trilogy film mm-hmm. and so i knew what it was but i don't even know like i don't know what they want this han solo movie to be i don't know if it's supposed to be like a comedy if it's supposed to be like a buddy like action movie i i don't know what it is yet and so that's sort of what I want a trailer for. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to find out what kind of movie this is going to be. Like, to me, I feel like, oh, I'm always wrong. Like, listening back or, like, looking back to, like, what I thought last year I was going to be, I was, like, 85, 70%. No, like, I'm going to say, like, 90% wrong. No, but I, I, I can imagine this being, like, a space western. I know people say that a lot. Or just, I don't know space western or um i'm trying to think of other like genres but i can see that just this movie because han solo space pirate i don't know (sighs) i'm excited to see chewbacca because even though like we saw him in last jedi like i want more chewbacca yeah i want i like chewbacca 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 i'm not worried about lando i'm not worried about i have faith in in glover i think he's gonna be awesome um i just hope we see him in a sweet cape but i don't know i'm just i'm worried about han because i've always been like a han girl like i've had a crush on han since i was six years old like i love that character so much and 
a lot of that is because Harrison, and that's not an easy role to take over. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to like, and I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to disparage like what, you know, like Mayhew does or anything, but Chewbacca at least is in a costume. So there's there you you can you can screw up Chewbacca, but it's really hard to screw up Chewbacca, I think. Whereas it's really easy to screw up Han Solo. Yeah. That's gonna be hard. Because, I remember yeah. Oh, sorry, you go. No, I was just say because <laughs> here's the thing is is Han would be a really easy character to hate because he's just kind of a dick but Harrison Ford who is also kind of a dick has an innate charisma to him and he's just I mean especially on screen really really likable in, in you know this sort of impish scoundrelly way but the the line between that being good and that being unbearable is a very fine line to walk yeah it's it's definitely a gamble because we are at least i haven't seen alden's other work and you know filling in the shoes of someone like harrison ford that must be like really difficult. Like I remember during the director change, he rumors about him getting having to get like uh, not acting lessons, but something like that. And just a lot of people like blew up saying this is not the right solo. And then that like one guy that looks like Han Solo is on Twitter, like, oh yeah, I should be the next Han Solo, or thanks for the support, or I forget what that guy's name was. Oh, but fuck that guy. I know he doesn't even deserve to be named. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I, I don't know. I, that's hard. Like, I really want to enjoy this movie and I really want to enjoy Han Solo because, you know, we got some of those pictures because, like, there were some leaked pictures from like two weeks ago that Disney and Lucasfilm were like, no, this is not us. Eh. But then we found it all in the leaked leaked Lego le- leaked Lego. Oh my <laughs> god! Okay, <laughs> leaked le- leaked Lego uh, promotional uh, boxes. So we know that's like real. And apparently, I can't say leaked Lego because leaked I Lego. just can't leaked Lego leaked Lego. Okay, I got it now. But yeah, we got some cool Lego leaks, but. Man, everyone in that picture looks good though, but Lando, get just Lando appreciation. Yeah, yeah I kind of just wish I was getting a Lando movie. No, what if like this movie just goes like so well and they're like, let's do a Lando? But I feel like the next anthology film shouldn't be about a person, it should be about like a story, but that's just me. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> I mean, partially because I feel like if. If they go for another, oh, a younger version of this character you already know movie, then we're just going to get sort of stuck in those. And I just, I want something new. I mean, Mm -hmm. look, there's old stuff I want too, and there's tons of stories they could tell about characters we know that I would love to see. But 
I feel it's important in these early years to branch out and to like experiment some and to do some new stuff. Yeah. Experimentation is good. I think we should. Oh yeah. Legos. Let's look at Legos. Yeah, I'm looking at these pictures and, you know, seeing Tobias Beckett, <laughs> I think of Tobias from Arrested Development. Yeah, I'm not I'm not wild about that name. I'm uh, it feels westerny like I think yes. Woody Harrelson was in the the movie No Country for Old Men, right? I remember because Rusty, he like watched that movie and he loved it and he would like watch it like on repeat for days. So I just remember seeing Woody Harrelson in the cowboy hat and being like, oh, he's going to be in Solo. But I could see like his character kind of being like that. I don't know, though. I, (sighs) Tobias, Uh, Tobias, I'm scrolling at other Solo pictures. I see the, it looks like the Landspeeder and it has the Karelian hounds. New little beasties. They remind me of a mixture of uh, the Tuscan Raider dogs and a wampa. I can see that. They have like they're white with like the teeth, and it reminds me of wampa teeth. But then it reminds me of like those like Tuscan Raider dogs. I forget what they're called, but like they have really sharp teeth too. And but these ones look like almost a little more like you could cuddle them. But um, I remember because when we were recording this episode <laughs> last week. Yeah, in our in our long lost episode, I I went on uh, Wikipedia, and because apparently these have existed in some EU book or something, and it described them as being spiny. So I guess maybe sort of like the crystal foxes. Yeah, spiny. They kind of look like it because I can see like kind of like ridges in their back, like probably wearing like spines. I mean, it's a little hard to tell. From Legos. Ah, that is a good point. I see another uh, picture, like with the Corellian dogs, but it's a um, another land speeder. But this one's with Han and Kira, which I'm excited to see uh, Daenerys Targaryen in Solo. That should be fun. I like her bangs. That's making me want to get bangs now too, because like I love my hair, but like I'm just like so done with it. <laughs> just too long and they're like i can't do anything with it and it's just it's like shit like i just put it in a ponytail and like it's like the easiest thing but it's like i (sighs) i don't want boring hair anymore but yeah bangs i love bangs she looks good with them she does and we're getting i mean we're apparently getting a new sort of uh, stormtrooper yeah, they're called um, not not Imperial Officer. We've seen those before, but I forgot what it's called. I have the Canto Bite um, song from the Star Wars soundtrack stuck in my head always now. <laughs> there's the there's the Mim Mimban Stormtrooper. Hmm, that's interesting. So I'm looking at like a picture and like um. Describes the minifigures. And it says, Imperial Imperial Officer, Death Star Trooper, and in parentheses, female. 
Yeah, I saw that, and I wondered about that because I'm like, it's a between the Death Star uniform and the fact that it's a Lego. I, I'm I'm slightly. I mean, it's good, but. <laughs> I don't know how 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 female it will actually be, but I'm all for seeing some female troopers. Me too. That's something I feel like we haven't seen a lot in Star Wars, but it was really cool watching The Last Jedi and seeing, you know, the diver- the diversity especially like on both sides, like a lot of women are on both sides and it's really cool seeing that. Like I was going through uh old pictures. Um, I go through old pictures a lot. And I found my um, clone trooper costume when I was in fifth grade. Oh, that's so cool. I know. And, you know, I was always like thinking as a kid, like, you know, other than all of the uh, Tomorrow Morrison clone troopers, like, were there any like women in the First Order or in the in the Empire, you know, serving as, you know, just serving the their empire? I would always wonder that. But like now I feel like in these movies, like we're finally going to see some some women here and i'm really excited to see that like that's something i feel like we need to see like yeah we need to know that there are women <laughs> there are women in star wars you know well it's but- certainly nice just to like whenever you see the um like the first order ships it's not just a like the background isn't just old white dudes like you're seeing women you're seeing asian actors like it's really cool that you're seeing even in even in like the background extras that they've made a point of making it diverse. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. And I'm loving that, you know, we're getting, you know, also just like so many like wonderful women too. Like, you know, we have like Ray, who I've definitely fallen in love with, like since The Last Jedi. And we had um we had Jin and Rogue One and we're going to get some other like we're going to get like, you know, the possibility of like getting like a, a woman on like the battle in the Empire as like. Yes. Oh, man. Give me some. OK, because I know we had Phasma, but not because Phasma turned out to be on the disappointing side. Like I want like a fucking kick ass woman bad guy. Me too. I'm excited, like, if we get that or when we get that, because I want that, you know, I, I want it. Like, we need to see something like that. Like, that would just get me, like, so excited, even more excited for this movie because it's, you know, becoming a little more, like, realistic and just, you know, God, I want more. I want more people. I want more women. I love it. I love it. But um, trying to scroll down to see what we get more of in these Legos. We get the Star Wars Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. It's a little blue. And and very, like, white and clean looking. And it has, like, the loading thing on the front. Yeah. I'm, like, looking at, like, who comes with it. And we get Lando in a cape. Which is really nice. Because... One, Lando's wardrobe is something that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Definitely. And um, I'm trying to look up who else we get. Han, Chewbacca, Kira, Lando, Quay, Droid, BBDD. No, BDDBD. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that wrong every single time I say it. 
Just like how I can't say Lego leaks, but I can say it now, but I couldn't say it like 10 minutes ago or technically 20 because our audio decided to crash. <laughs> uh, Don't you just love it? Episode 24 fun, which, oh my God. Episode 24 is cursed. <laughs> what if we're just like on episode 24 forever? We're going to be like episode 100, but we're still going to address it as episode 24. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But yeah, I think that's like the the finale of like all the Lego leaks. Like hell yeah, I don't know when these Legos are going to be released, but I know I have some friends who are like really into Legos. Like I know that Justin from Will Communication is really into like building Legos and shit, and probably a lot of other people, like our friends too, and especially like Star Wars people. But hell yeah. Oh, and uh, DDBD is apparently female. Yay! That's awesome. I wonder who like who she's with like i wonder if like like han like maybe like han is like doesn't like because he's always giving so much sass to 3po but i think it's just 3po like maybe he's had like bad experiences with other droids too that could be han solo speculation i don't know that should be cool to see though but dd bd i think of like i have an aunt dd so whenever i hear dd bd i think of my aunt <laughs> but um oh yeah i watched the muppets christmas a muppet christmas carol yes it's the movie that you watched i decided to watch this movie in mid january because obviously it's after christmas i thought it was a really appropriate time to watch a christmas movie <laughs> after christmas but um, I don't know if you heard it the first time, but my 2018 resolution was to uh, disappoint you less. So I've been trying to watch all these movies that I've never watched because I haven't watched a lot of movies. Like next week, I'm watching Labyrinth with uh, no other than David, David Bowie and his tight, and his tight pants. pants. <laughs> and I will find out the true magic of David Bowie and his tight pants. But I don't know. It was a good movie. I uh, connected mostly with Rizzo the Rat because he said that he's here for the food. And me, that's me every day. I'm here for the food. Uh, music was okay. I I definitely realized mid movie that there is the, this is a musical and that there is music. And I was like, oh, okay. Then I heard like the uh, only a couple more sleeps till Christmas. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's where you get it from because he had said that once or something. Or only like two more sleeps till Last Jedi or something. Yeah, I was counting down sleeps, and I definitely now that I think about that, I definitely got that from from the Muppets. <laughs> I love that. A couple more sleeps. I think that's cute. I uh, thought it was funny that uh, when Scrooge like goes back into the future or no, back into the past. I said that last time too. That uh, he's like trying to say hi to like because he's like back in his school days. And he's like trying to say hi to like his school friends. And I'm like, yo, they can't see you, and you're like 80. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why are you trying to say hi to some kids? Like, I thought that was like really funny. Um, it was kind of violent. Rizzo, Rizzo catches on fire and then he drowns, but uh, then he's alive. But yeah, they're Muppets. <laughs> I don't know what kind of like realism you're expecting from the Muppets. I don't know either. either. It's just really funny because like all of a sudden you see Rizzo's on fire and then like he like drowns and I'm like, oh no. And then like I and then he comes back up. And I'm oh like, my God. Okay. Can you imagine if they killed him in the middle of a Muppet <laughs> Christmas Carol? damn that movie was dark though like i i remember um 
the Christmas Carol that I would watch was the Mickey's Christmas Carol. Okay. And uh, Scrooge McDuck is still forever my favorite Scrooge, unfortunately. But the Scrooge is really good, too. But I just remember, like, it was, like, really sad because, like, the scene in the Mickey's Christmas Carol when they find out that Tiny Tim is dead. Like, literally, it's, like, Mickey Mouse walking to a grave, like, really sad. Like, putting the hat that Tiny Tim wore, like, on the grave. And it just, like, it was just really sad. But um, I liked how... uh, all of like the the boys in the family were like Kermit the frog and like all the girls are like Miss Piggy. Yeah, that's a fairly that you know, that's sort of like Lady and the Tramp. They do that same thing. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. But <laughs> just like the little things was really funny. Like uh Rizzo was like Tiny Tim did not die. <laughs> like oh thank god tiny tim is here he's he's living and i like the but, little mice and like I, I mean i just like the whole thing i love this movie it's a good movie i like the old men that like yell in the background stagger and Wolf. yeah that like criticize everything like i love that or just like they make fun of everything they are me in muppet form <laughs> i love it but it was a good movie i'm glad that i watched it I enjoyed the music, even though I feel bad that I don't know the characters because I felt bad because it's like I know who the Muppets are, but I don't know them by name. So obviously, like when like people who are like Muppet fans, people who know who are the Muppets, like see them in the movie acting as someone else, like they think it's funny because like, oh, this Muppet's acting like someone else, even though they're not them. Well, yeah, because the Muppets are within the world of the Muppets, like the Muppets are actors. Yeah. I mean, because that was always the premise on on the Muppet show. And on Muppets Tonight, that you know they were they were doing like a variety show, and you see that in the movies too, like the first Muppet movie, and um, and then when they did the the relaunched one in what was it like five or six years ago now? I think so. The one that Jason Siegel did that I actually really like. I didn't like the second one nearly as much, but I think that first one is really good. I remember they had like a show for a little bit on ABC. I don't know if it's yeah, still on. It, it was terrible. That's so sad. I wish nothing but the best for the Muppets. Yeah, it was. I was really looking forward to it, but it just wasn't. It just really wasn't good. And sort of, I don't think. I don't think it really understood what the Muppets are. Mm. But I think, like, I think the um, the Muppet Show is still really rewatchable. I mean, obviously, it was very pop culture heavy, so some of that doesn't transfer. Or, like, sometimes they, I mean, looking back at it now, they would have guests that you wouldn't necessarily recognize because, you know, it was, like, TV stars from the day and stuff. But it's really good. And Mark Hamill was on it a couple of times, and they did some Star Wars parodies. Yeah, I remember seeing him, like, or seeing old pictures of, you know, him with Miss Piggy. But I there's this gif of 3PO, like, dancing. Is that from a Muppets thing, or what is that from? It might it might be. I know. I mean, I know three PO was was on one of those episodes, but I haven't. I haven't gone back and watched those in a while. And I mean, they were sort of. They were sort of on everything. Yeah. Like they. I mean, they appeared on every talk show and a bunch of you know the sort of celebrity like game shows and stuff at the time. So it's sort of hard to hard to immediately know what some of those clips are from. I know it's so fun like looking back and seeing like whatever like how Star Wars 
you know, blew up so fast and like th- what they all were doing afterwards, like press and everything. Like I, uh, I couldn't sleep one night. So I decided to read The Princess Diarist. Oh, and, it's so good. Oh my God. I love it. I, I just, fuck, I love Carrie. Like, yeah. I loved her diary entries. Like her talking about her relationship with Harrison Ford. Yeah, that'll that'll make you not like him as much. I don't know though. Like I, I don't know how I looked at him before and like him now is the same. I really because like there was a part in the book where she's talking about how like you know she was really drunk with like a lot of people uh, who are doing the, who are doing the movie and someone like was like trying to like take her home when like she obviously like you know didn't consent to it and Harrison like went outside and was like hey. What are you doing with her? She can't make any decisions. And I thought yeah. that was like really cool that Harrison, you know, stepped up and was like, hey, like, what are you doing? And even she was like, oh, thank God Harrison's here. He's here to save me. And like that was kind of when their little thing started because like, yeah, I don't know, man, though, like she was so young. Yeah. And I guess, you know, like when I mean, obviously, there were always there were just always rumors that this affair happened. Yeah. But. And I just sort of always assumed they were true even before this book came out, just because I'm like, well, yeah, of course. Like, look how they interacted back then. But I hadn't I hadn't really, I don't know if it hadn't connected or if I just didn't really realize it, that he was married back then. And I'm like, that's, that's not great. Yeah, it wasn't. And I definitely feel like that was something that she, like, also kind of resented, too, was that – or she regretted, too, that she just felt really guilty, I can tell from her diary entries. And it was just really funny because, like, you know, reading that back and reading her talking about how, like, she just wanted to impress Harrison and, like, making him laugh was one of her greatest, like, dating accomplishments – yeah. And, you know, I I read all of that in her poems and, like, I could relate to that. Like, you know, like, being with people who, like, didn't feel, like, the same feelings or she felt like she felt more. Like, I definitely, like, felt, you know, that, like, hit me so hard, you know, especially about, like, oh, like, making him laugh. And, like, then, like, a second later, like, he was questioning her about something, like, about, like, the amount of people that she slept with. And she was like, I want to go back to that moment where I made him laugh. And I felt like I ruined this. And, you know, I've been I felt like that, too, where I feel like, you know, like, I was at a high point, And then all of a sudden, I went to a low. And I'm like, I really want to go back to that high. But obviously, this is happening for a reason. But, uh, it killed me. I, uh, her and Harrison. Yeah, I'd always assumed that they that something had happened, but like I always felt weird being like, oh yeah, they totally did something when I was like I wasn't hundred percent sure about it. But like now obviously like she's she was open about it and I thought that was very brave of her to talk about this. And I loved hearing like her fan interactions too. That was fun. Especially there was like um a, a little girl that um her dad went to go see Carrie too, and the little girl was thinking that she was singing the young Princess Leia, and she was like crying because like that wasn't that was the old Leia, and she just wanted to see the young Leia, which was really sad. But I don't know. I I really enjoyed that book, and I really want to read more of um, Carrie's books. I still haven't read um, Postcards from the Edge or Wishful Drinking. Yeah, I went back and read. A lot of them um, last year. I actually, I did the, I, I recommend, normally I'm not a huge audiobook fan. Like I just have sort of trouble concentrating on them, but 
she she narrates them and so it's it's really it's really a cool way to listen to it um the princess diarist especially because she narrates most of the book and then the diary entries um billy reads and that was really cool yeah i remember hearing about that about billy like i think that's so cool that Carrie was so open with her daughter, you know, talking about these experiences. I gotta say, yeah, that'd be a little bit weird. I, that's just, you know, that was just like Carrie, though. Like, I feel like her and her daughter were, like, so close. And, like, there were limits, but I don't know. Like, mother-daughter relationships are just something that's, like, so, like, you know, different with everyone, I feel like. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I personally would probably feel a little bit weird about, like, reading about the affair that my mother had when she was a teenager. <laughs> Ugh. I I don't think if my mother ever had any affairs, she would want to tell me about it. <laughs> uh, but I don't think you know, I've never like I've never heard any any stories of my mom like dating anybody else. Like I know she dated people before my dad. But I just I, I I've never heard any stories about him at all. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard of like a quite a few from my mom. One of my favorites, which was and, and even like she kind of laughs at this too sometimes, was um she was dating a guy in high school, and she went to prom with him. And, like, they went to a beach or something at night. And then he's like, if you love me, you do this. Like, in, like insinuating that, like, he wanted to have sex with her. And she's like, nah, I'm good. And then, like, she called her mom. And she's like, mom, <laughs> um, take me home. I'm done. Like, get me out of here. I just remember that story. But, yeah, um, I just know about, like, my parents. Like, you know, like, they met at a bar or um, a coffee bar, I think. Like, she was, like, ser- she served him coffee for, like, three years. And, like, one day she's like, hey, take me on a date. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Because uh-huh. he's re- my dad's really shy. And then, like, they were dating for, like, three years. And she's like, hey, let's get married. And he's like, okay. <laughs> That's super cute. I know. I always sometimes give my dad shit for, like, not actually like, proposing to my mom. And my mom's like, it doesn't matter when, like, it kind of does. <laughs> well, to me. Like, I-, I think that's, like, cool. Like, just proposals I think that's nice like if I ever like get married like I'd want like a nice like intimate proposal or just like something that like I remember or something funny but you know she had a let's just get married and he's like okay (laughs) that's cute yeah I love parents (laughs) but um yeah Emily yes you watch the Clone Wars oh Jesus um (laughs) let me let me try to remember okay Man, you know how, like, normally during these episodes when I talk about Clone Wars, I can't remember what the episode was about, and I watched it, like, four hours ago? Well, this I watched a week ago, so fucking strap in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I watched the last three episodes of season two, and that is where we see wee little Boba Fett. And um, he has somehow infiltrated a young squadron of clones. It's called it's something creepy and Hitler youth sounding like the clone youth brigade or something like that. I can't. It was creepy sounding, and um, so he has 
somehow been like, hey, I'm the new guy. Which I need to have explained to me in more detail of how that happened. Because it seems like they would keep better records than that. But whatever. Um, anyway, he comes and they are aboard the ship where Mace and Anakin are. And he tries to kill Mace because, of course, Mace killed his dad. And he's, you know, a little bit unhappy about that. But he doesn't succeed in killing Mace. And then he um, destroys the whole ship. And it crash lands. And... Trying to... <laughs> Let's see. It turns out he's working with... Um, what's her name? Ara Singh. And some other bounty hunters. And... Then, like, Anakin and Mace go down to the planet with their ship crash to try to see if there's anybody they can rescue. And they get trapped under some fallen debris. And Anakin sends R2 off to go get help, um, to go send a communique to the ships that are nearby. Um, there's lots of R2 flying around on his rocket thrusters, which I do not appreciate. <laughs> um, luckily there's no Anakin riding him this time. And then this episode is like 15 minutes of him dropping shit on people. Because, um, Boba and Singh and some of the other bounty hunters are like climbing this shaft thing. And R2 just keeps, like, literally it's just him like pushing stuff on top of them. Repeatedly. There's like, there's like three or four scenes of him pushing, pushing stuff on them, which is, I don't know, it sort of amused me and sort of annoyed me, and I still don't know whether I think it's funny or not. But then, then they're, like, blocking communication, so R2 has to take the ship and go, and he gets Ahsoka and Plo Koon, and they, for reasons I can't remember go to the like the underground on Coruscant which is pretty fucking cool to see I, I literally for the life of me cannot remember why they go there um <laughs> that's not great I you know considering I, I don't really like smoke much pot anymore like I have a really bad memory um, it could be because I always am just sort of half watching these episodes. But anyway, for some reason, they're down there. <laughs> they're getting some sort of information about something. And we're also seeing, like, following the bounty hunters some. And we learn that Ara Singh used to date Hondo, which is, I, I don't know, I think it's sort of amazing. And now I ship them together. Um. Anyway... You know, like, the good guys win, but Arasing escapes uh, in Slave 1, I believe, and they ca the Jedi capture Boba. He's going to kill them, but then I think it's Hondo is like, hey, your dad wouldn't want you to act in, like, vengeance like this, and so he doesn't. But as he's being taken away, he's he's like looks at Mason's like I don't forgive you, and I'm still gonna get you. And I'm like, yeah, that fair enough. He kills your dad like right in front of you, 
Maybe don't kill dads right in front of their little kids. But the thing that freaked me out this episode is, I mean, these three episodes is that this, this, like, these clones are like, like nine or ten years old. I don't know how, quite how fast the clones age. So they're actually probably just like a couple years old. I'm not really sure, like, when the acceleration kicks in. But they're child soldiers, and everybody's just, like, totally okay with that. Like, they're getting a tour of this ship, like, and they're all, like, excited about it. And everybody's just like, yeah, and we're gonna, like, run some drills. And then they, like, the captain of the ship, like, puts them, like, on the shooter and, ha- like, the like, the gunner controls and has them try to hit a target and then berates them when they miss, even though they're just kids. And... I don't know. It's very creepy. I'm really uncomfortable with the fact that that nobody talks about it. That Mace and Anakin, who are supposed to be our good guys, are just like, yeah, these are our new batch of clone soldiers who are one day, like, gonna be in this war and probably die. Yay! Good guys, I guess. I feel like a lot of times, you know, obviously, like, they had some, like, relationship with clones, like, with Rex and Cody and Fives and other ones. But I just feel like sometimes they didn't see these humans or these clones as humans because that's what you said, like, how they're, like, expendable or how, like, you know, they're going to die and, like, okay, it's fine. We'll still have clones. And, like, you know, you were going back in old episodes and talking about how, like, there are a lot of clone deaths, but, like, it no one was affected by it and it was like oh, okay that's fine it's like they're seen as like the battle droids in a way like that they can be replaced and it's something that i feel like we just ignore but it is like a weird serious issue that like there are like children in this and that you know depend you know it doesn't matter like how fast like that, that they grow and that they become like they're gonna die and you know, like going back, going into the Empire too. Like there are probably no clones left, and how many clones were created on Camino? There are probably like millions, and that they've wasted millions of lives because of this war. Like that's so scary to think yeah, of. They're just this. They're just this conscripted force. Like occasionally we'll see one, like run away, but they're just they're 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 bred to be soldiers and they're like trained and i'm gonna say because it started as kids brainwashed where that's the only thing that they know yeah and i i mean it's i am really uncomfortable with it and i'd be i'd be okay at being uncomfortable with it if i felt like the show was uncomfortable with it because i think you could do some really interesting stuff with that and 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 really like 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 dig into that issue but for the most part they don't like occasionally they'll do an episode where it'll be like hey this guy is a traitor or hey this guy went off to have a farm but we're always supposed to like think that that they made a mistake in doing so and because you know the jedi i mean we're taught that the jedi are you know the great like peeps keepers of the galaxy and they're supposed to be wise and and then they're just totally fine with this shit and that i don't know i'm i don't know it really bugs me yeah and 
You know, this is reminding me in The Last Jedi when DJ is talking to Finn and they're they're looking at the hologram of like who that ship belonged to and who they were um, selling parts to or selling vehicles or ships to. And it was both the bad guys and the good guys. And, you know, as much as like live free, don't join. Like, I feel like, you know, in a situation like war, like there aren't like it's not good guys versus bad guys. But I just feel like everyone in a way is like sort of bad. Like, you know, we think that the Clone Wars and like the the Republic was like mainly the good side. But, you know, there's some episodes where you see like on the side of the Separatists and, you know, you see both sides and it's like really powerful episodes. But and it reminds me, too, there was an episode of Rebels where Ezra is undercover at an Imperial Academy and he's like training with the kids, too. And like, that's what they're training the kids like, all right, like this is your duty. Like you're going to do this. And like this is like your biggest accomplishment. So it's like they're like brainwashing these kids and they were even like taking kids out of their homes. Like Ezra is one of like the friends that Ezra made there, like his sister had gone missing. And that was the reason why he joined the Imperial, like um, the Imperial army or the Imperial school was to try to find his sister. He thinks that either like he was taken or she was taken or I think there was a book about it too. I totally, I wish I knew more about it, but it's, it's really, really scary to think about. And I'm God, I'm sorry that's making you feel uncomfortable. Like, I feel bad. Like, you know, going through this uh, Clone Wars ride, I didn't want you to feel uncomfortable or anything. Well, no, it's just it's so weird because I'm like, this is, I mean, this is mostly a kid's show. It's not geared, I think, as young as Rebels is. But it's still, it's still a kid's show, or at least a family show. And I don't know. Like, I again, like, I feel like I would be okay with it. If I thought that was intentional, like if I thought I was supposed to be uncomfortable with it, but I think I'm supposed to be fine with it. And I'm really not. <laughs> uh, well, um, I usually don't like spoiling shit for you, but I almost can guarantee that there's not going to be another episode like that. So I... I mean, like, obviously, like, there are episodes, like, with clones and everything, and there's an episode, like, near towards the end um, of the series that I don't know, like, how, like, it'll make you feel, but it is, like, some, like, really, like, sad stuff, like, going on, like, with a certain clone that's, like, really sad in season six, but other than that, I don't think of it if there's anything as, like, deep or, you know, like that, but I don't know, like, the clone mentality is something that or just like the whole clone thing is something that, you know, I've always kind of questioned, but especially like going like to now and like looking back at old episodes is something that's like really eye opening. Yeah. Hmm. But I mean, okay, that's season two down. I'll start season three next week. Mm. Yay. I hope it's better. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, like, there's like, I don't know. This show, it's so, I feel like it's so uneven in, in terms of quality that I feel like there's some stuff that I've really enjoyed, but the lows are pretty low. Yeah, there are some episodes I remember, like, kind of, like, watching and, like, kind of cringing, but I can't remember exactly, like, what episodes those were. But, well, I think the only, like, good... Like, I like that they got the voice actor who played Boba Fett in the Clone Wars, or no, in the Attack of the Clones, to do Boba Fett, so... That's cool that they got him for his little role. 
but you did like um, Linda, or no, not Linda. Um, who am I talking about? Oh, Hondo and Ara Singh used to be a thing. That made me laugh. I just like Hondo a lot because it's just so dumb. I just, I, it's sort of like how I feel. Like, I actually, it's almost exactly how I feel about Cad Bane. Where I'm like, this is so dumb, and I kind of love it. <laughs> but in general, I'm okay. I'm always okay with space pirates. That's good. Hondo was a very stupid space pirate, but sometimes he just like makes me laugh too. Like his very first episode when he like betrayed Anakin and Obi Wan, and I was just like, oh no, oh no. But I liked him in this one because. He's just sort of like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not really down with the killing of these Jedi. I think that's a bad idea. Like, let's not do that. Not today, Satan. Not today. Like, he's very, he's just, he's very pragmatic, and I, I enjoy that in my space pirates. That's good. That's a good, a good trait for space pirates. <sighs> well, yeah, again, I hope next week's episode is better. Like, I hope uh, you have more, like... Yeah, you know, it's same because, like, these are really interesting episodes. Mm-hmm. And I liked seeing, like, I liked seeing young Boba. I'm glad they brought that back. I think the idea of him having this this vendetta against Mace is is smart. I think it's a good story. But the other stuff, I'm just like, you need to talk about this shit if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, um, do you want to get to our top three now? Yes, let's do top three. All right. If you guys have any top three recommendations, you can email us at candlebitepod or at gmail.com, and we'll read them here. Uh, This week, we got one. Well, we shared it last week, technically, but uh, Johnny Grasso from Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, sent us a top three topic. Uh, He messaged messaged it to us uh, talking about top three Princess Leia moments in all Star Wars movies that she's been in. Emily, what are your top three Leia moments? Oh, man, this is hard. You know, I had a really hard... I mean, last week when we recorded this episode for the first time, (laughs) I I had a hard time because we got the topic like five minutes before we started recording. But I thought about it and thought about it, and it's still... It's really hard because I I love her so much, and I sort of love all her moments. So this is a sort of the top three for today. Mm Mm-hmm. And it could change at any moment. It does sort of like hourly. Um, But I am going to go with the strangling Jabba to death. That's a good one. Because that's awesome. I I just, I think that scene is so great that, that she gets to be the one to kill him is is important and it's just a phenomenal exciting scene um and a good a culmination of all the shit that she has to go through in that movie i really love the reversal of i love you i know on endor and then she shoots those two stormtroopers dead i love that she's like this awesome shot um probably one of the best shots we see in the movies in terms of accuracy and i also like like basically any scene that is leia saving everybody else makes me happy um so i say that scene but by that scene i also mean you know well somebody's got to save our skins i mean 
her like taking charge in the trash compactor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because Leia is awesome. And uh, I think I gotta go. And it's not even necessarily as a Leia moment, but just as a moment she's a part of, and probably my new favorite scene maybe ever in Star Wars, which is the Luke and Leia reunion in The Last Jedi. It's such a it's such a beautiful scene. I mean, in and of itself, but obviously um, given a lot more poignancy because we lost Carrie. But I just, it's such a sweet moment, and there's all this important stuff in there. The, you know, we never really, nobody's ever really gone. And her, her saying basically, yeah, I guess I understand if you have to kill my son. But I love the fact that this scene, you know, it's big, like we've been waiting and waiting for them to, to interact one more time. And it's this huge, important, dramatic moment when they think, you know, hope is lost. And then Luke comes in and, and the first thing is, you know, I know what you're going to say. I changed my hair. And it's such a, a beautiful Leia moment, but also it feels like such a Carrie moment. Like that seems like such a Carrie thing to say. And I, I, I love it. I could watch that scene a million times. I love it so much. And it makes me sob. And it's just so beautiful. I've been thinking about that scene a lot. And... I, you know, listening to the soundtrack and one of the, um, I like, I can, you know, pinpoint the moments and like the, the music of like when that's happening and, you know, it just brings back so many memories, like seeing that for the first time, like seeing them two together is still something that is like a breathtaking and a beautiful moment. Like, like their bond is so special and we got to see so much Carrie in this film too. Yeah. And, you know, it's something, like, I've, like, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but, like, I never have, like, gotten, like, I've never cried really during a Star Wars film because of, like, really deep emotions. But, you know, like, I, I think I cried during, like, the Vader scene. I think it's just because of shock and, like, you know, I'm a big Vader, Anakin Skywalker, like, person. Like, I had been for, like, a really, like, since I was like, a kid. But that was just such, like, a touching moment. Like, I remember, you know, the days after seeing The Last Jedi, like... It was just like imprinted in my brain and on my mind, like everything that happened between like Ray and Kylo and Finn, and you know, especially with like Luke and Leia too. Like their bond was something that that was really important in this movie. Like you have that scene like right before when Ben and Ray touch hands, and Luke is trying to connect to the Force to Leia, something that he hadn't done in a really long time, and. He saw her, you know, like that she was injured and, you know, I felt like he saw like or felt even more guilt and just seeing her for that first time too, the amount of guilt on his face. And she just stops him and says, I know what you're going to say. It changed my hair. Like that was just such a moment that when I'm listening to that in the car, like I get teary eyed. Like there's a bunch of things that, you know, from this film that I think about. But it's weird because it's like, you know, when I'm watching it, I don't like I don't know if it's just I'm so focused. But when I'm listening to the soundtrack, it's like the music, too. Like I'm a really big John Williams fan and listening to the music just really like gets me in a moment. Like um, I um, I had a death in my family recently and that's been like really hard. And um, 
listening to <laughs> fuck listening to Star Wars music and like you know going back and you know reading about Carrie and everything is like really helping and like going to like events like Steel's show and everything it's like really helping and I don't know like I feel like I've n- I never really like bonded with Carrie and you know with Princess Leia but like going back and watching these films like after something like this happened to my family like I really like bond you know like I really have I don't know like a respect for Carrie Fisher and like Princess Leia so oh, I'm so sorry sweetie <laughs> It's okay. I episode twenty four is but yeah, I don't know. Like I've never been a Carrie or like a Princess Leia person, and you know, especially like, to me, like I feel like Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia. Like you know, Carrie Fisher even said that too. Like that they're one, and you know, definitely like during this film, I felt like it was weird watching it because like I knew that it was going to be Carrie's last film, and you know, when I found when Carrie Fisher died, like I was really sad about it, but like I. You know, a lot of people were, like, really emotional. And, like, I didn't, you know, I didn't get it. Like, I'd never, like, I've never lost anyone, like, really close to me before. And, um, you know, now that I have and, you know, going back and, like, you know, with all, like, finding it was my aunt that died. And, you know, going back and, like, looking at old pictures and everything. And, you know, especially, like, with Star Wars, like, going back and watching, like, stuff with, like, with Princess Leia. It's, like, really touching and it's really, like, it's... It's, you know, like a quote that uh, Luke says to her, like, no one's ever really gone. Like, that just, like, really stuck with me. But oh, I'm glad that helps. I know. Sorry I went to a hole. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to talk about it. But, you know, that's the joy of podcasting. It just, it's like, you know, talking about this is, like, really, like, important. And, you know, just about Star Wars, too. Like, <sighs> but... Do you want to do, do you want to do your top three? Yeah, I guess I should do my top three. My <laughs> my top three was I feel like a lot of my top three moments was in A New Hope, like when she sees Luke for the first time and she says like, oh, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Like, that's just like one of my favorite lines from Princess Leia because like just her sarcasm and wit like especially uh, like when she is on the Death Star like talking shit to Tarkin someone who's like really scary like he's probably one of the most intimidating Star Wars characters like I know that Vader was really intimidating and she gave him shit too but someone like Tarkin like after seeing Tarkin in Rogue One too like Mendo gave him shit and Mendo died like that's how you know he's a big deal and seeing that, and especially, like, with Han, too, like, when she's getting saved, but then again, it's, like, her saving those guys, too, because, like, there was no way out. And she's, like, okay, here, like, she shot. And then she's, like, in the garbage, shoot, fly boy. And then Han is, like, either I'm going to kill her, I'm beginning to like her. <laughs> uh, but, um, God, I think my favorite is um, Empire Strikes Back when she calls Han a scruffy-looking nerf herder because I don't even know what a nerf herder is, but I just think that's, like, such a big insult and how mad they heard Leia was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they do! Nerfs, they're big. They're sort of, they're, you know, these big, like, cattle type creatures, I think. What is a nerf? Okay, I'm only getting, like, the little toy guns. Yeah, there's, there's no, but they're sort of, like, bison. Okay. Yeah, I just, I don't know, like, that's, I just love that, you know, that moment when, like, they're just, like, seeing Luke, because, like, he was recovering from, like, almost dying, and Han's giving her shit, and she's like, no, 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 
I I don't get shit. I'm taking this back to you. And then she makes out with Luke. And that was... <laughs> uh, I love... I love Princess Leia. I think that's, like, the moral of, like, the story and, like, the moral of everything. It's not, like, I, you know, throughout the, like, the past year, I've just, like, fallen more in love with the Princess Leia. But, yeah, thank you, Johnny, for the top three recommendation. Yeah, thank you, Johnny. All right. Um, should we get to emails now? Yes, let's do email. All right, perfect. Because we have a massive one. Perfect. So this is pretty cool. We got one from... Uh, my friend Adele, who I went to college with, and she uh, she messaged me on Twitter. Um, oh my God, I was going to say a couple of days ago, but now I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Fuck, goddamn my computer! But um, <laughs> I was saying that she had that the um, last Jedi, she had sort of fallen back in love with Star Wars, and she had started listening to the podcast, and I'm really excited for that. And it was just cool to to know that like. Out, somebody outside of my Star Wars friends listened to this. And that that made me really happy. So anyway, she sent us a, <laughs> a really good but very long email. So we might take it in parts. All right. <clears throat> Hello, Canto Biters. As promised, a lengthy email of various musings as they come to me. First, The Last Jedi kicked ass. I loved The Force Awakens and Rogue One, but The Last Jedi grabbed my attention and also my imagination. The characters have depth that makes me want to know more, more than just in The Force Awakens. Now I want to know Poe and BB-8's backstory. Who doesn't just want to see their previous adventures? Kylo Ren slash Ben is suddenly an interesting character rather than just a whiny Anakin wannabe. I was even more intrigued by characters like Hux, Hodo, and yes, Luke. I was so happy to see multidimensional characters placed in situations that forced them to grow. Even a goody two-shoes like Rey is so desperate for answers that she's willing to go against Luke and listen to her darker impulses. All right, well, first of all, I want Poe and BB-8 everything. I want I want children's books, which would be called Happy Beeps, by the way. Delray, if you're listening, make picture books that are Poe and BB-8 and call it Happy Beeps, please. That's all I want, like, in the universe. I want, I do want to know how, I wonder, there is the Poe Dameron comic. And I know that we know people who have read it, so... Rashad and Justin or Tom or somebody who's right. If we get the Poe BBA origin story in any of those comics, let us know. Please. Yeah. And also, I want a Poe BBA tattoo. Where would you put it? I don't know. Like either, like maybe on my shin or, or like on my shoulder. And I don't want to do like a huge like portrait one, and I don't want like a like a realistic. I want like the cute little like chibi art, and I want I want the scene when Poe is is rubbing his uh, BB-8's belly. The shin sounds painful though. Oh no, shins. Um, I mean, like I'd go with. I mean, like the back of it, obviously, like the fleshy part. Okay. I mean, tattoo when tattoo really hurts is over bone. Um, I have one, like, cause mine partially, like, part of it is right on my spine, and and the bits that were right on the spine really hurt, and the stuff that was off to the side was fine. Hmm. 
I can't imagine getting – I think I will stay, like, tattoo-free. Well, we did get an email about tattoos, so we'll talk about that then. But, um, yeah, like, I I don't know. Like, I just – there's no one in my family with tattoos. So I, I've i never, like, felt the desire to get a tattoo. But sometimes I see, like, tattoos on people, and I, like, I really admire tattoos. Like, uh, I was talking to Ash from Entertainment Tonight last night, and she has this, like, really just, like, Rebel Alliance, like, logo, like, on her finger. And I'm, like, I, I, I stopped her, like, mid-conversation. I'm, like, I love this. <laughs> but, yeah, I, like, I really love tattoos. So I yeah, don't know nobody, if I'll ever get one. Like, but. my immediate family does except for me but my my sister-in-law has a bunch she has like almost a full sleeve oh wow and then she has several others and she also um got my brother's initials tattooed on her finger because she was having uh, like allergic reactions to her wedding ring Mm -hmm. so she couldn't she couldn't wear it and so she got she got a tattoo instead oh that's cool which i thought was a cool idea i like that that's really creative Oh, right. Should we move on to the next part? Yeah. Yes. Second, Luke musings. I always loved Luke as a kid, but as I grew up, he bored me more. Even in the now non-canon EU, which I followed for a while, he was stoic and knowing. I think that's why I shipped him so hard with Mara Jade at first, as she was so strong that she pushed his character. So what a breath of fresh air to see him fail and need to grow past it. It seems that one of the main complaints of people is that it's so uncharacteristic of Luke to run away and not be a hero. Pish tosh. This is a man who excelled at everything he set his mind to in the original trilogy, up to, including, redeeming his father. He has suddenly failed. What does that do to the psyche of someone who lucked into destroying a Death Star to fail so spectacularly? Exactly what we are. I found him somewhat reminiscent of Yoda in Empire Strikes Back, alone for too long, waiting for death, and more than slightly cracked. Luke slapping Ray's hand with a plant reminded me of Yoda stealing Luke's shit. Besides, <laughs> what else do we expect of someone so whiny when facing disappointment? It is the ultimate sullen move. When he first stepped out on the crate, I assumed he had pulled an Aragon in his appearance, but upon learning that he was still on the island, it made complete sense. What would scare Kylo slash Ben more than seeing his former master and uncle exactly as he remembered him? If Luke appeared in his true form, that whole discussion would have been would have devolved into Kylo making fun of how old and crappy Luke looked. Instead, the last look at his face when Luke blinks out is one of sheer pants-shitting terror. Absolute brilliant choice. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Luke a lot, um, obviously. So, you know, if you listen to past episodes, this is pretty much, like, exactly what I think about with Luke, which is I'm so glad that we've seen him fail and need to claw out of that. Yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like I now I see, like, a lot of comparisons between Yoda and Empire Strikes Back and Luke, like, when he's giving her shit. And a moment I think about, too, is, like, when Ray and Kyler are having, like, their force connection and then, like, Ben's like, did he tell you what happened? <laughs> just, like, totally just nonchalantly. She's like, yes. And he's like, no. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but, God, I loved Luke in this movie. Like, he, Mark Hamill did such an amazing job and it's, you know, a reason why, like, you know, I feel like I, you know, God, it's like, I, f- I say this so much that I like love these characters like so much more now, but truly it's like, you know, each movie we get to find out more about these people and, you know, like someone like Luke, like we got to see like the end of, you know, his, not the like the true end of his story, but you know, like that we got to, you know, we saw him, he, he went to this island to die and that's exactly what he did. 
and we got to see him try to attempt to, well, he, I don't know if you call it like trying to teach an apprentice, but you know, he gave her those three lessons and just seeing him teach someone is something that I've always like wanted to see. And I feel like I got that. And even though like he kind of failed with Ben and he kind of exiled Ray because of her connection with Ben, like I just, I feel like, you know, he left with peace and purpose and that was a good I think he got such a brilliant ending. Oh, that's one thing we talked about in our now lost recording is that my mom saw The Last Jedi and loved it and really liked Luke, even though she was never like much of a Luke person. I love that. Go yeah. mom. I thought that was great. I love like parents' reactions like to the movie. Like I, I talk with my parents sometimes about the movie and uh, <laughs> I feel really bad because like at first, like when my dad saw Laura Dern, he's like, Jesus. <laughs> but no, like he actually like really liked her. And he's like, I, I didn't know how I felt about seeing the girl from Jurassic Park, but like <laughs> he's like, she did really good. Oh, she's so good. I love Laura Dern. Oh, I love her. You seeing pictures of her from the Golden Globes. It just feels weird without the purple hair. Yeah, she should have purple hair all the time. It looks really good on her. I know. Emily, you should dye your hair purple, too. What is purple? It's, mine is just dark purple. Oh, yeah. Huh, it is. Dark purple. It's really short now, too. How's yeah, that? It's. I like it. That's good. I, I know. It looks good. Yeah. But. All right. All right. Back to the email. Third. Kylo Ren slash Ben. What an interesting character we are now left with. He has no chance of redeeming himself by turning against Snoke all of Vader. We got some Empire Strike Back and a ton of Return of the Jedi in the first half of this movie. That elevator scene is so reminiscent of Vader and Luke. But they, then they completely blew past that. I'm now looking forward to seeing the dynamic between an uncontrollable Ren and a highly controlled Hux plays out beyond Crate. I don't think Ren will have the focus needed to deal with the day-to-day dealings of the First Order. So how much will Hux be able to play out behind his back? Now... On the topic of Raylo. Fan fiction, yes. Canon, no! Exclamation mark. I think it could be an interesting pairing for individuals to explore and play out in different ways. Ray falls, Ben turns, they're stuck at an impasse, and just hate, fuck, whatever. But if they make it canon, I will be incredibly upset. The only way I could possibly begin to entertain such thought is if they make the distinction between Kylo Ren and Ben Solo a big thing. As in, Ben Solo kills Kylo Ren and redeems himself. Much more realistically, I see him thinking he is in love with her, but unrequited, and maybe having that as a reason for redemption. However, that brings me to the last topic. The end of the trilogy. There are a few ways I can see this story play out. Before The Last Jedi, I actually had an idea that Luke truly would be the last Jedi and that he would discover a way to prevent the use of the Force by any sentient being ever again. No Jedi, no Sith. Balance. That no longer seems to be on the table, but would be a surprising yet strangely satisfying ending, I think. Now, as we are mainly left with the question of Ren, Ben. In the end, I think he has to die. The trilogies has always been the story of the Skywalkers, Anakin, Luke, and now Ben. It seems only fitting to me that they will end with truly the last Skywalker. Now that Luke and presumably Leia are dead. It makes sense, too, as Anakin, based on the prequels, was formed by the Force itself. There can be no other branch of the Skywars out there somewhere. It also makes for good story writing. Whether or not he is redeemed prior to death is the main question for me now. Having flirted with turning already, I do not seem highly likely, but who knows what events might lead to turn. 
It would be interesting if, in contrast to Anakin falling to the dark for his love of Padme, his grandson now falls to the light, is that even a thing, for his love for Rey, hopefully unrequited. In summary, some of my many musings. I will save them for more emails to come, I am sure. So glad I found your podcast, as you are great at expressing thoughts I'm already having. Plus, as a note to Emily, it is great to have a familiar voice chatting along since I have a 45-minute commute to and from work. I have also decided that each of my pet's spirit animals are in the new movies. We have two dogs. Our year-and-a-half-year-old shepherd is a father. Our six-year-old worrywart is a caretaker on the island. We have three cats. Our cute and well-behaved one is a porg. <laughs> Our fat and stupid one is a thala siren, or Jedi cow, as my husband says. Our lawful evil one is BB9E. I can provide photographic proof if need be. Please. And yes, Adele, yes. Please. We always want pictures of pets. Yes. Yes. All my porgs came from my husband for Christmas. Porglet and Gerald. <laughs> I think you do have no idea how happy that you called one of them Gerald. Oh my God. I also have porg jams to keep me warm. Porg for years, a blast from Emily's past. Adele. Oh my God, Adele. Thank you so much. This was a great email. This was a great email. Oh my god! I love that you uh, named or you have all your animals dedicated to as uh, Star Wars characters. Like uh, the fat and stupid one is a Jedi cow. Like I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to get into the Raylo thing like too much because I know that we have listeners that ship them. Mm-hmm. I. And and I'm sort of like you like well, do it do it like ship whatever you want to ship and ship I mean especially like in fan fiction like you know sky's the limit I've read I've shipped some things that should never happen I've read and written things that should never happen that's totally fine I just dear God did not want to see it on screen um, and a lot of it is the I'm just I'm very uncomfortable with the uh, I'm the only one who loves you and cares about you so forget all your friends and just be with me thing is like I that was like a line in the sand for me that I can't I can't get past that moment yeah I I just remember my first thoughts of seeing the movie and like how like I was like oh my god Ben but you know I slowly realize now that you know I think it's just Adam Driver who I'm just like really infatuated with but you know I I agree with you, you know, like ship whoever you want to ship, but you know, like I feel like, you know, with something like this, like there are like not limits, but it's like, there are just like some things that, you know, like the, you love me and no one else, or I love you and like abandon all your friends. Like that's something that is, you know, toxic. And I, I don't know, like Star Wars and relationships are just two things that have never really like gone like right. Like, especially, like, you know, like, Anakin and Padme. Like, I talk about how, like, I really enjoyed their relationship as a kid growing up. And, you know, I joke around sometimes. That's why my love life is fucked up. But, you know, <laughs> really, like, their relationship was not the best. Like, he he was controlling. He choked her. He, you know, like, especially in the Clone Wars, too. Like, he gives her shit because, like, she's doing her job. And he's like, hey, like, let's go away. She's like, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, is your work more important than me? Yes, asshole. Her work is more important than you. But I don't know. Like, it, it's hard. It It's really hard to talk about, you know, relationships and Star Wars, you know, because, again, it's like, you know, ship who everyone to ship and everything. But it's like, damn, like, there's some deep stuff, you know, going back to, you know, what Emily was talking about today about the Clone Wars, like, 
there's just deep stuff that like no one ever talks about. And I feel like that's, you know, what some of these relationships in Star Wars were like. Was that just like they know that, you know, there's it's really dark and bad, but it's like no one talks about it. And it's like it's fine. It's a love story. Like Across the Stars is like one of my favorite themes of John Williams. But damn, that love story is bad. But, you know, uh, I can't say it's bad. You know, like, I, it's conflicting for me because it's like, you know, it meant a lot to me as a kid. But, like, now mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, but I don't know. I don't know about Raylo. I, I I like Adam Driver, though. Like, that's, that's fine. You can yeah. like Adam Driver. I mean, I hope. I haven't, I haven't heard anything bad about Adam Driver, but who knows? I know that I never want to watch girls because I feel like that would like be bad for my health. <laughs> no I'm kidding. I just I don't want to watch girls. So I fucking hate that show. I I'm not the biggest fan of Lena Dunham. Um no I um yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> but I yeah I don't want to like watch like a sex scene with Adam Driver and then like watch The Force Awakens and think about him like uh doing that or like role playing or something or doing something weird like i i i don't know <laughs> look, look there's at least so much i can talk like i mean i have a huge like my thing for for mendo it's not just a thing for ben mendelson it's also a thing for for krennic because there's a certain there's a certain kind of bad guy that i'm very attracted mm-hmm. to in fiction yeah but it's that 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 like that creepy bit with the with the like the abuse of language where i'm just like that that's you know sometimes there's like I can handle like all the being a murderer and like, you know, being on the dark side and you know, being responsible for the deaths of possibly billions of people in the planets they destroyed. But the I'm the only one who cares about you thing. I'm like, oh, nope. Any any chance of me ever liking you is gone. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a, a good point. No, I want to go back to um, she said something about. It would be interesting, or Adele said it would be interesting if, like, in con- contrast to Anakin falling to the dark side for his love for Padme, that um, Ben would fall to the light for his love for Rey. Like, I I know that, you know, Rayla was, like, so, like, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what sound emotion to do for that. But that would be, like, interesting or, like, love for something or someone. Like, maybe, like something will get him to the to the light side or you know it'll be like a vader situation like in the end he'll do good then he'll die but it's not you know redeemability is something that is i feel like it's you know even by me it's like loosely used because like people are always like yeah like vader was redeemed and you know i i say this too but like then the bigger picture was is he actually redeemed because you know vader did a lot of bad shit like he killed a bunch of jedi he killed a bunch of people like he was very careless for 30 years of his life and all of a sudden he does like one thing and like he's forgiven but obviously by the galaxy he wasn't forgiven because when it was found out that he was um that Leia's father was Darth Vader. People were like, "No, nah, I'm done with you. You're, I, I'm done with Leia. Like Leia's a liar, and like all that." There was like terrible like propaganda against her, right, in the Bloodline book, or I forget which book it was. But no, I think the truth is, I'm always, I'm always unsure when we use like the word like redeemed. Yeah, and I, I feel like, I don't know what word we should be using instead, but I feel like that's the wrong word. Yeah, 
I know because like, I have so many conversations with people about Star Wars and I feel like, you know, it depends on the person like talking about like the redeemability like factor, but it, it's hard, you know, like some things are like very deep and unfortunately like that's part of like a really deep thing and like this, you know, the new kind of like the Raylo thing, like that's something that, you know, is possibly deep, like even if like that becomes a thing or if not, you know, like there are just like there are some serious issues in this movie that, you know, are never really like paid attention to. So it's interesting, you know, like looking into it, you know, like the Clone Wars and, you know, especially now, but that's it. I don't know. It's like a really interesting like outlook. Like I feel like, you know, this, I feel like this episode, we've just like gone deep into (laughs) Star Wars. We've gone up deep and personal with Star Wars and everything else, but no, this was a beautiful email. Like I, we can like literally like do a whole episode on like all the points of this email. Like that's how good it was. Like I, I'm a big fan of you, Adele. Please write more. Adele and I used to watch Lost together um, at the Halal House where we both lived, um, and it was a lot of fun. Especially like the first season when there would be crazy twists and we'd just be sitting on the couch like fucking screaming. <laughs> that's funny. I've always wanted, like, a TV show to watch, like, a friend and just being like, oh, my God, this happened, you know? Like, I, I love that. You said Ale House? Oh, uh, Hillel, Hillel House. Oh, Hillel House. Yeah. Uh, is um, that, like, uh, it's, the, it's, it's a, like, the Jewish house on campus, and my best oh. friend, Abby, was the student manager, and I roomed with her there because there was, like, the manager and, like, three other people would live upstairs in the house, and then, like, the, you know, the downstairs was for, like, meetings and cultural stuff. And so I lived there for my junior and senior year of college. That's really cool. I've never like experienced like the dorm life or anything because <laughs> I I still live at home with my parents. But it's it's cool like hearing like other stories too. Like it's something that I don't know if I like regret like not ever like going off to college. Like I like where, where my life is heading now. But like it's cool to think about like different i think like those stories like really cool like hearing people's like stories about like in college like the dorm life and everything i i know i definitely have a lot of fun memories of like staying up all night playing dungeons and dragons or or just like watching movies or just walking around campus i think i think that was for me anyway like that was an, an important experience to have because I think otherwise I just would have been completely antisocial. Like if I if I had the opportunity to just be at home, like that's what I would have done. But home was five hours away, so. Yeah, that's, you know, like with me in college right now, which is, you know, I go, you know, because I work too. I work weird hours. So I just like go to and from, you know, work and school and everything. Like I don't really have like a social life at school because like I mostly take classes online because it's more convenient for my schedule. And I'm trying to graduate early because it's like – I don't want to spend a lot of time there, even though, like, I definitely feel like it's, like, an accomplishment to get, you know, to the, to, like, you know, to where I go to college, because I used to be, like, a really shitty college student, and I had, like, kind of, like, a, I had, like, a breakdown, like, my, like, second semester of college, and, like, or community college, and, like, I almost failed out, and, like, just a bunch of, like, bad shit was happening, and, you know, I, I got better, like, I learned to become a better student, and, like, I'm getting, like, good grades now, which is, like, amazing. But, like, I just – I don't know. Like, I was on, like, the tennis team in um, my first couple years of community college, and that was, like, fun. But, you know, I would – you know, like, I would just go home every night, and that was it, you know? Like, it was, like, a different life or at school than at home. So 
I always think about like, you know, like what if, like what if like I went somewhere and played tennis or yeah. like what if, but I don't know. It's, that's awesome though. I mean, it's good and bad. I mean, there was definitely, you know, it's a bunch of, you know, 19, 20 year olds and there was, so there was a lot of drama, especially cause I went, I went, you know, to a pretty small school. So everybody lived on campus. Oh Yeah. You know, like, you know, it's like the whole, the whole, it's, it's only, you know, it's a college, not a university. So it's all undergrad, it's like 1200 kids. Everybody knows each other. The campus was like a mile from end to end. And we're sort of up on this hill in this tiny little town, actually a village. A village. That's so cute. Yeah. So it was, it could be a little bit. Uh, you know, it's hard to escape the drama sometimes. <laughs> but all in all, it was good. Oh, good times. That reminds me when I used to work at a bowling alley and there was like a bunch of like people like around like the just early 20s. And I'm like, yep, I'm back in high school. <laughs> this is it. But uh, college, almost done. Slowly but surely, except I'm still waitlisted in like four classes, and oh, I technically start tomorrow, even though tomorrow's um a holiday. But I like I guess I go back next Monday, but like I'm I I would try to take like only classes on Mondays, but like I'm waitlisted in those, and then I'm waitlisted in like two other online classes, and I got into one, but fuck, it was really funny because like I was talking to um Boo last night from uh the Sith list. And, uh, you know, like going around like bar having a good time. And he's like, hey, so did you get in your classes? <laughs> and then I was like, fuck that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's still going on. And I'm like, yeah, I like check my email real quick. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And he's like, that sucks. Yeah, I remember that always being signing up for classes was always stressful. Fuck the waitlist system, though. Like I like I kind of like how it's. You know, some colleges, like um, my community college I used to go to was like first come, first serve. And, you know, this university that I go to, it's like ranking. So, like, if the availability or it's like either like a senior or like what level you're in or they don't do like they do like levels. They do like the amount of um, units that you have determining if like you're a senior or freshman or Mm. whatever. And technically I'm a junior, even though like I, I've been in college for too long, but I was ranked like four or five for like a long time. And then I check back like yesterday, day before and I like rank like 11 or 12. And I'm like, seriously, like I need this class. Like, and I know some of the professors too, because I've had them before. So like, I'm really tempted to email and say, even though that's probably not going to do anything, it'd be like, hey man, I really need this class. Like this, I have a weird ass. You can try it. Yeah. I have a weird ass school or work schedule. And uh, this is the only thing that works. But I don't know, like there's always next semester, like I'm just like stupidly I'm trying to rush graduating early because um, Celebration 2019 is going to be during the spring and I don't want to have to worry about missing school to (laughs) go to Celebration. (laughs) But um, I don't know, maybe that'll work out, maybe it won't. But I mean, the worst case scenario is I can just like take some online classes during that time and they're really flexible. Like I think I do the best at online classes than anything else. So I should be fine, but I'm already saving up for a celebration of my celebration fund. And I uh, I can't wait. I talk about it all the time. Like, Rusty does, too. Like, he's always like, I'm excited to, for celebration 2019 because it's probably going to be here in Anaheim. 
So we're just like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to stay here. We're probably going to do this. And it's just this fun, like, planning, even though it's, like, two years away. Actually, no, just, like, a year. It's already 2018. I keep forgetting that because I keep writing 2017 all my work papers. <laughs> yeah, I do the same. <sighs> but it's easy to turn a seven into an eight, so at least that's good. But it's still obvious that you got it wrong. <laughs> all right. Um, here, I will read uh, King Tom's quick little email that he wrote us last week. He says, hello, ladies. Currently in theater waiting for The Last Jedi to start. These darn trailers will end sometime this week. Anyway, how awesome is Tally and why? Your pal, King Tom. Um, Tally is the awesomest. Fucking love Tally. I do, too. I love her, like, little lines. Like, when the bombs are going on the, uh, I feel, I believe that ship was called the Supremacy. And she's like, bombs away. <laughs> I just laugh every time. Like, she's just so cute. Like, I love her little smile. Like, she's such a good pilot. She's in Battlefront, too. Like, oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I feel bad saying that. I didn't really know that she was a big deal until, like, um, you know, most recently when I was playing Battlefront. And I was, like, looking at, like, uh, you can do challenges and get accomplishments. And you get, like, credits or you get, like, uh, bonus ups or power-ups or whatever on characters or on things or on ships. And you can have her and her ship. So I thought that was cool that they're incorporating her. I like that. I hope that she's in, um, like, I hope we get a little more of her in the uh, the Last Jedi novelization mm-hmm. when that comes out. Because um, it would be, it'd be cool to see a little bit, like, more of her. Or else I hope she turns out in, in like, a novel somewhere. Because I really liked her. And her full name is Talisan Lintra. And she is from the planet Pip Pip. Pip Pip 3. Pip Pip? Pip Pip 3. It's P-I-P-P-I-P 3. Pip Pip 3. It reminds me of those, like, uh, computer games, like the the putt-putt, the car. (laughs) That's what it reminds me of. I used to play those all the time. I love how she has a nickname, too. Like, I think that's, like, really, like, personal, and I think that's awesome and relatable that, like, so, like she has, like, a nickname. I, don't, I, just, I just love that for some reason. Like, I just thought her name was just Cat Tally. Like, we don't really have, like, a lot of nicknames in Star Wars. Like, we have 3PO. We have, um, I think that's, like, it. I'm trying to think of other nicknames that we have for people in Star Wars. Uh, like, Snips and, like, Annie. But, like, that's, a, I don't know. Like, not a lot of people have, like, nicknames or, like, you know, like, little, like, cute names that they call each other. But... She's great. Good pilot. I was sad to see her die. Like, I was sad to see a lot of people die in that movie. But damn, Ben was uh, shooting up the ship. And then, like, I hate when she, like, she looked over at the other pilot. And then, like, everything, like, blew up. And I'm like, no. I have decided I ship her with the, the big face alien dude. <gasps> yeah! The one, I I don't know his name. I, can but... no- I, I know that I've looked it up, like, five times. And I can never remember it. Was he the one when uh, Poe's looking at him? And he's like Holdo, like from yes. the Battle of Kray, yeah. and he's like Batu. <laughs> he always is like Batu or whatever he says. Or Yatu. I love him. He's great. Um, he's just a big faced alien dude. He's probably a good hugger. <laughs> I love it. All right. Um here i will read we got one from dom legopsby who is um 
one of my friends, he um, went to some of the Steel uh, live shows in L.A. And he's from San Fran. So he would like go all the way from San Fran, which is really cool. And he titles this the tattoo from us episode. I think a couple weeks back, well, he'll explain in the email that like we were um, talking about like a tattoo or something it was like a porg. But anyway, uh, he says, hey, ladies. So the, a porg on the O in hope is a little bit of a curious choice, but I think it was meant to be in fun. I try not to criticize others tattoos, I, other tattoo ideas, though in a golden rule sort of way. The amazing San Francisco-based artist Mike Blanco did Ahsoka and Yoda tattoos that he has. And he's done some great work, including the Porgs on Amanda, Matt, and Daniel from Lucasfilm. I've repeatedly tried to get Brittany to (laughs) get some Star Wars ink, but she's not ready. Whoa, well. Anyways, I've attached some couple other hope pieces he did. They're Leia-centric, which is more what we'd expect. Enjoy your faithful canto bitch, Dom. So he attached like some like uh, pictures of um, like the hope. I just thought it was interesting that it was on the porg. Like now that, you know, I know like that's actually a thing. Like I think that's kind of cool. So I feel bad like if I like hurt anyone's feelings or anything. Yeah, because I didn't want to. I didn't. I, I mean, I look like when I first saw that tattoo, I laughed, but in like a delighted way. Mm-hmm. Like so I don't I, I hope it didn't seem like we are being like critical or something like that. Because yeah. it's, it's a it, I mean, the tattoo is gorgeously done and it's probably yeah. the best like the porg itself is probably the best porg tattoo I've seen so far. I just it, it wouldn't have ever occurred to me to put the hope and the porg together. But if you yeah. like both of those things, like that's yeah. a great idea. And one of the one of the ones that that he attached is it's hope, and then the O is is sort of it's like it's got the lay of hair, mm-hmm. and it's very cute. I like that. Yeah, I think I laugh because like that's just like that was like my first reaction, especially like with porks. Like I think it's like I I don't want to say like it's funny that people are getting porks like tattooed on themselves, but I just think like that's I I don't know like tattoos mean something to like everyone. So I think it's like just like really interesting that people are getting like porks like tattooed on them. Like someone got like the Your Snoke Theory sucks tattoo on them, and that's like really that's really cool and like kind of funny i don't know just it's like i don't have any tattoos so it's like i don't know you know like i don't know like the correct response or the correct you know like way to talk to someone about tattoos or anything again uh sheltered a little britney but i um i don't know and then yeah dom's trying to get me to get tattoos <laughs> but i i i think i'm clean for now my father would kill me but i know that it is my decision and my decision only i'm not making decisions based on what my father wants me to do but i I don't know. I don't see myself getting like any tattoos anytime soon, but I'm really like interested in tattoos. Like I think they're really cool. Yeah. I'm sort of like, here's the thing is so like I'm in New York city, so I should mm-hmm. easily be able to find a really good tattoo artist. Cause there are tons of them. The problem is that there's tons of them. <laughs> so I don't know like who to go to. So if I've got any, like, okay, I know we have some listeners in New York and the surrounding area. If you have anybody you can recommend, I mean, especially like if they're if they do a lot of Star Wars tattoos, but they don't have to do a lot of Star Wars tattoos because I mean they're fucking tattoo artists. But if you know anybody who'd who'd be willing to to like work with me on a on a cute little BB-8 and Poe one, who you know like that's sort of like the the art style they do, like please please like let me know. Hey, did you see Colleen's tattoo? The new girl power one. Yes, oh, it's beautiful. I know. That's a good one. Maybe that person's maybe that person's available, but no, like God, I'm I'm loving all this. Yeah, our friend Colleen, she got a girl power tattoo and it's like really beautiful. And I also wanna get I wanna get Yub Nub. Yeah. Like just a little one. I I was gonna do it ages ago and then like 
like my rent went up and I'm like, I can't fucking do it right now. And then I just sort of forgot about it. But I just want to, you know, like maybe maybe about an inch across and and just sort of in, in either script or block letters. I'm not quite sure yet, but I just want Yub Nub on my shoulder. Yeah. I don't know, like, if I ever got a tattoo, like, what exactly I want to get and where I'd get it. Like, I, I, you know, seeing, like, Ash and, like, her tattoo, like, that makes me, like, if I ever want to get a tattoo, like, finger, that'd be perfect. Because, like, I could cover it up with, like, a ring or something, you know? Like, that's, I'm, that's, like, more convenient. Because I don't know how I feel about something on, like, my side or something. Or, um, like, I have a scar on my elbow when I um, broke my elbow as a kid falling off the swing. So maybe like even like right there or something to cover up the scar, but it's not that big. But people notice it every now and then. But I don't know. It's me. Maybe I'll do it one day. Maybe I won't. But okay, you don't want to do elbow for your first one because that would be uh, immensely painful. I will need lots of alcohol, and I would have to be uh, enhanced. That's the word for it. Enhanced. But yeah, that that does sound painful. I always like look at those people every now and then. See those pictures of this is where the most tattoo pa- or tattoo or painful tattoos are. And then like the foot ones always like painful. But for some reason, I see a lot of girls with foot tattoos that say like something like oh like hope or not hope but like uh something like I see a lot of Bible verses. That's not a bad thing. But I see a lot of I always see a lot of Bible verses on the feet. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I also I mean I don't want I just don't like people touching my feet so i'd feel really weird getting a foot tattoo i'm the same way i hate feet i hate everything about them i feet no no like i hate people try to tickle feet like no get get away from my feet get away from my feet i love pork feet because there's like um let's see what is two times there's 30 pork feet surrounding me well actually wait um kathleen and kennedy are still in my purse because i brought them with me to um Oh, did, they, did they did they enjoy the show? Yeah, uh, they really because they met their father. They met Boo. Boo's the father of my porgs, by the way. Um, I'm announcing this on Kento, but yeah, Boo from the Sith list is the father of uh, my porgs. And uh, yeah, we got it. I got to see him like interact with the kids, and it was great. Like I have some pictures of him with the uh, with Kathleen and Kennedy, and it's really funny. I think we took one together with the porgs, but uh, either Raj has it or someone has it. I might ask, but um, I got a good one with Ash. Uh, we got one with uh, Jason Ward from um, Now This Podcasting wearing the sunglasses because he's known for that. And uh, we got some people in wearing sunglasses, and he titled it uh, Cult of Ward, and it was really funny. But I love it. I love my porgs. And I'm excited to get my new porgs. And I have a problem, I know. Yeah, you really, you really do. It's really funny because it's like I have them on the table. I had to move Pablo the Fathier because like he was like kind of in the way. So I put him like kind of on top of like the other porgs. So it's like a like a Christmas tree of porgs or it's like a pyramid of porgs. It's like the big ones, the little ones, and then I have the Fathier on top. So it's a fun little thing, but I'm happy. Like I, I have my bed fully to myself now. Cause like before I was talking about, I think last episode I was talking about how like I keep sleeping on my background because like I get afraid to drop the porgs off of my bed when I'm sleeping because like I'm crazy, but <laughs> yeah, I, I have like more room now when I sleep, I can move whatever. And I don't have to worry about dropping something on the floor. So I'm happy about that. But yeah, I um, 
I I don't know if I talked about this in like the last episode, but um, I I realized that I don't post on Instagram a lot anymore because the last time I did, I only had two porgs. (laughs) (laughs) So that says something. It also Uh, says something about how many fucking porgs you've bought in the past couple months. Yeah. Probably. I have a lot. But I, like, selfishly am, like, hoping that, like, I I love my porgs, but, you know, like, I'm the kind of person, if, like, I see something, I'll get it. So, like, I feel like if I see another porg, like, I'm gonna get it. So I hope that there aren't gonna be any more, but it's, like, I want more, but it's, like, I know that there shouldn't be. (laughs) But I don't know. Like, maybe the porgs, like, if those two porgs that are from the UK, or I think there's three of them, or no, there's four, because there's, like, that that one weird-looking one. I'll send you a picture later. I, I think I probably showed you before, but if that ever comes to the United States, I'll probably get it because it's weird looking and it looks like nothing like a pork. But thank you for the email, Dom. Sorry about going straight to porgs. Well, the email was about a pork tattoo, but yeah. I, yeah. Tattoos are cool. Porks are cool. Star Wars is cool. Star Wars is back. But I'm glad that we were able to uh, hopefully successfully finish episode 24. <laughs> okay, I th- how depending on how this this edits, you're not gonna know this, but um, yeah. So for those listening, if there's some parts where it sounds a little janky or something, uh, I, my browser quit out twice, just randomly while we were recording. So. Yeah, it might be, there might be a little bit of a mess as we had to start over again twice. I mean, we didn't start over again. We sort of had to backtrack twice. So hopefully you're listening to a smooth episode, but if it's a little bit weird, blame my laptop. (laughs) It's all good. I just thought it was funny because, like, I remember last um, last Thursday, I was like, okay, I'm going to edit this at work. And, like, I get out the headphones and my laptop and I just hear, like, the audio and I'm like, oh, no. And then, like, I messaged you and it was probably, like, 2 in the morning because, like, I got to work at, like, midnight. And I was, like, looking at it and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And then I was like, I don't know what happened. Uh, and then, like, I was, or, I don't know, just a bunch of audio stuff. But damn. Damn audio. But it's all good. I hope. We have, like, backup now because, yeah, safety for safety. But hopefully you guys are able to listen to episode 24. If not, we'll just do episode 24 for the rest of our lives. And every day will be episode 24, which isn't a lot. It's just Clone Wars and Muppets and uh, and The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. Um, Emily, where can uh, everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter a lot and a little occasionally on Instagram at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. You can find the show at CantoBitePod. Perfect. And uh, you can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit. Rarely as Brittany the Ginger on Instagram and the uh, podcast does have an Instagram too, a uh, Kinto bite pod. I, um, I think I need to set myself a goal for this year to post more on, um, Instagram, both on the podcast and my own, because 
I don't know, like I feel like Instagram, I feel like I only post like selfies or like if I'm on vacation or something. Like I didn't even post any pictures for my Disney vacation, but maybe I'll post those. Oh, 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 I got my Canto Bite pin. Oh, I think I'll get mine soon. But yeah, yeah. Um, For those who didn't know, uh, Delray Books, when the Canto Bite book was coming out, they did a thing where if you submitted a receipt from a from a pre-ordered copy of the book, they would send you a, a Cantabite pin. It's sort of like a it looks like a casino chip, and it's awesome. And it's now on my coat, and I love it. And I'm pretending that it's podcast merchandise. I love it. Podcast merch. Nah, we should. We need to do those like Cantabite PD hats. Yeah, you That's you find out how to do that. <laughs> I will magically try. Maybe we can like I don't know. I'm. I wish I was more creative, and but I'll I'll find out. I'll I'll, I'll find ways. Yeah, if you have any stuff you want us to read out on the air, either questions or comments or theories or thoughts, or if you have top three topics like I mentioned before, you can email us at cantobitepod at gmail dot com. Yes, we need uh, top three recommendations because we're out of top threes. And, yeah, we would love to hear what you guys want us to talk about. And please, please, if you can or if you have the time, rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us a lot. Yeah, and if, you know, if you don't use iTunes, uh, the other thing you can do that helps a lot is, you know, just when we post a new episode, retweet it. Or if you have friends who are into Star Wars and you think they might like the show you know recommend it to them yeah that would be awesome but anyways i hope you guys have enjoyed episode 24 and we will see you guys next week on episode 25 yay bye bye